Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. There's always been heated fights over congressional committee assignments, but over the last several years, we've witnessed the weaponization of committee assignments from both the left and the right. Of course, recently we've seen this play out with Speaker McCarthy stripping Representative Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell uh, from House Intelligence Committee uh, positions. Of course, today, Representative Omar was uh, stripped of a foreign affairs assignment. Uh, but there's also some intra-party stuff that's getting kind of interesting as well. Let's start with just a quick listen to Representative Omar. She spoke on the floor of the House of Representatives about her removal from the Foreign Affairs Committee. Is anyone surprised that I am being targeted? Is anyone surprised that I am somehow deemed unworthy to speak about American foreign policy, or that they see me as a powerful voice that needs to be silenced. Frankly, it is expected, because when you push power, power pushes back. So very interesting. Uh, Whether you agree with these decisions, whether you agreed with Nancy Pelosi uh, stripping uh, Republicans from some of those committee assignments, uh, I want to start there, and then we're going to get to the intra-party stuff, which to me is also fascinating. And to help us navigate all of this, we've got James Walner, senior fellow at the R Street Institute, uh, always helps us uh, work our way through all of these passages. James, thanks for joining us. And uh, as you look at this playing out, uh, give us an initial high-level thought in terms of what we're watching. Uh, how does this fit historically? What are we really looking at? Well, thanks for having me. And this is a really interesting development. And I think it reflects not so much about when you push power, power pushes back. Uh, It reflects to me how we diverted our fights over substantive issues away from those issues. And we focus now more on the process and we shut down the process precisely because the members don't want to vote or their leaders don't want to vote on these issues. And so instead of tackling the complicated in substantive issues that are at the top of the American people's agenda, we can kick a lawmaker off of a committee and take a position on that issue in a much safer way. Mm. Uh, that, that is uh, <laughs> that is so fascinating. That uh, It's interesting that that is how we are now taking a position on an issue uh, is not by a vote, not by a piece of legislation, but by getting somebody off of a committee. Uh, th- that's just uh, stunning to me, and I, I don't think a lot of us – are thinking of it in that terms. Most people have been making the arguments as, you know, is this tit for tat? Is this just more politics as usual? Uh, but it seems to me that we're, we're treading into, into territory uh, that I think only gets worse. I think that's right. And it is, I think, tit for tat. I think this is the kind of thing. It's a, it's a, a retaliatory uh, strike uh, in retaliation for removing Republicans from committees. But Democrats are acting this way. Republicans are acting this way. And it's only it does fuel itself. But I think it reflects, again, this we can take a position in a very cost free manner, Mm. because after all, none of my constituents are going to, if I'm a conservative Republican lawmaker, uh, are going to be upset about me removing someone who they would not vote for in any other circumstance from a committee. But what we end up doing when we do that is that we shut down these venues where lawmaking occurs Mm. and we make it harder, not easier for our representatives to go and adjudicate our concerns. And I think that is, that's the very troubling uh, development because it it used to be that conservatives and liberals alike saw committees, 
saw the House and Senate floors is the place where they go, the arena in which they do battle. And when you start to shut that down, uh, there you, you can't really win. Yeah, uh, this is so important. If you missed the first part of our conversation with James Walner, you need to go back and listen to the podcast later this afternoon because this is so important. We get so distracted, you know, this battle of committee assignments, uh, but we're missing the real point, and that is that this is a cost-free way to play politics uh, because, as James pointed out, you know, nobody nobody in a, uh, in a, in a liberal state is going to be upset with Nancy Pelosi taking a Republican off of a committee. Just like their Republicans are not going to be upset that Kevin McCarthy is taking a Democrat off of a committee. Uh, and so it's this cost-free way of, of doing that, uh, which actually prevents us from really getting to the, the policy discussion in front of the American people, in committees, on the floor of the House and the Senate. Uh, now, James, I want, to, I want to shift gears to something that I think is equally troubling, and that is the intra-party use of the weaponization of committees. So we saw today uh, that uh, Mitch McConnell, the minority leader for the Republicans in the Senate, uh, took a rival, Senator Scott from Florida, who challenged him for the leadership role, uh, took him off of a very full, very powerful A-list committee, Commerce. Yeah, and I think this is it's, it's very similar in a lot of respects in, in, the, in that just like kicking people off of committees, it's kind of a, a dumb move, and I apologize to use that language, but it just doesn't make sense because what you're doing as a leader is that you are creating uh, frustration and division and ill will within the, the, the people and among the people who vote for you to be leader. Um, it doesn't seem like it's a very smart move. I, I think we can all understand that if McConnell has the power to make appointments to committees, he would not be likely to use that power to appoint people that run against him. We all kind of get that. But at the same time, we should also acknowledge that it's not McConnell's power to recreate the committees in McConnell's image. It's mm. his power to use on behalf of the entire conference. So not only is it kind of counterproductive, I think, um, because you end up making enemies that you may not otherwise make, it also is, a, is, I think, an abuse of a power that you have to use on behalf of the conference, not for your own sake. Yeah, that's, uh, that's so spot on. And, and I do have to make a historical note here, uh, which speaks to the level of our listeners, is that for the first time in the history of talk radio, in the history of planet Earth, someone has apologized for using the word dumb. <laughs> so, James, you have, you have made history in talk radio today, and we appreciate it because uh, we see it the same way. And uh, so we appreciate the way you, you navigate all of this. And, and to me, uh, as, it, as it relates uh, back to Senator McConnell and using his power as the minority leader to take people off of important committees, and, and by the way, one I think that Senator Scott is pretty uniquely positioned to be on. I think he has a lot of value to add to Commerce Committee. And uh, to me, it's all about this centralization, consolidation of power. Uh, and that's never good for debate, for honest, open conversation. It's not good for freedom and democracy, uh, especially in a constitutional republic. Uh, it seems to me this is much more dictatorial. Uh, if you come against me, I'm going to take away your assignments uh, coming from Mitch McConnell. Right. And, well, and I, look, I don't like to, to call people names. But sometimes there's no other way. I mean, just, you know, yeah, I mean, it's just it just doesn't make sense. It does, it's not a smart move. But you're right. I think this idea of somehow um, we're going to remove people from committees and we're going to punish them for that. And 
you know, McConnell is in a job that he got by running in an election to win a seat. Right. We should yeah. be comfortable with the idea of being challenged. And but for some reason, when you run against a leader or you vote against someone in a speakership election uh, or you say something that someone else may disagree with, we have this. It's like we have no other choice but to boot you from this committee or you ran against me. So therefore, you are now my enemy. And I need to. That doesn't bode well for a democratic self-government like ours, because after all, that's what we do. That's his business. That's the name of the game. And if it becomes a somehow a mark against you for disagreeing with someone, for speaking out on whatever those views may be, and for challenging someone for a leadership position, which is an elected position, yeah. then we are in a very, very sad state, I think. Yeah, I, I think it's so, it's so vital. If we've lost our ability to disagree, whether it's within the party or across the parties, uh, then, then we're really on our way to a, a bad space. Uh, James Walner, senior fellow at the R Street Institute. Thanks for helping us navigate, as always, uh, critical stuff. Appreciate your perspective. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, so important from James. Uh, it is just crucial when you consolidate power so that no one can have any other opinion than what the leader has. That is not a constitutional republic. That is not democracy in action. And we're seeing it. Equal opportunity offenders, Republicans and Democrats alike, have been using the weaponization of committees to maintain power and control. That's not the way it's supposed to be. We'll step aside for some bottom of the hour news. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us.